Are you ready for the Word of God? Now, if you will give me your undivided attention, I will immediately express to the Word of God, and we won't be here very long at all before you have the Holy Ghost renewed. Are you ready? Psalm 23, verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And this morning, for a few moments, I feel like the Lord gave me a message to speak to you, which I'm calling, Walk Through the Valley. Walk through the valley. Would you lift your voices to the Lord? God, we give you praise. We give you glory. You know exactly what your people need. Lord, we come here today, Lord Jesus. Just let us be instruments that you can use. Lord, vessels that you can flow through. Oh, Lord God, let every saint minister to other saints. And let everyone here feel the presence of God. In a wonderful way, I pray, God. Praise God. God bless you in Jesus' name. I'm going to uh, give you what I feel like the Lord has, has placed on my heart today. Today's message is, is for those who find themselves in a valley. Perhaps it didn't go the way you thought it should. Maybe your prayer didn't get answered the way you want it to be answered. And you find yourself in a valley. I have to tell you that today the most important thing that I can say to you is keep walking. Keep walking. Keep walking. Walk through the valley. And I will tell you that what Satan means for evil, God means for your good. Keep walking. The valley, you see, can cause you to refocus on things that matter most. That's what the valley does. In the valley, you can forge a, a better relationship with the shepherd and with his people. In the valley, you, you get strength and insight on how to continue the journey of life. Some of you are sitting here today, and you've been through some incredible valleys. I, I was just looking at my friend Brother Gary and thinking about the valley that God has brought him through. And several, several of you I could mention and say, wow, I remember when you went through that valley and, and how God brought you out of that. One thing I found, the older I've gotten, the more I realized that no one is exempt from the valley. I don't care how good you are, even if you have a halo over your head, there is going to be a valley that you're going to have to walk through. Valleys come to everyone. Not just to somebody because they've been naughty. Not just to somebody because they, they didn't get it right, so God had to let them go through it. No, valleys come to every single person. And good things can come out of that valley experience. Good things come from it. I, I love to read about the prophet Elijah, one of my heroes of the Bible, Elijah. My goodness, at the word of Elijah, God shut off the rain for three and a half years. And at the word of Elijah, God sent the rain. Not only that, Elijah called fire down from heaven on the summit of Carmel. I don't think anybody doubts that Elijah was a, a great man of God. But even the great Elijah experienced a valley in his life. 
See, no one is exempt from valleys. Fear seized him. Sometimes you can be afraid. He fled for his life from a woman by the name of Jezebel. I mean, he was scared. He retreated to a cave, or what I would call a valley. He retreated to a cave, but, but while he was in a cave, he heard the still small voice of God. At the entrance of that cave, God gave him specific direction for his life. And I find that many times God speaks to us in the valley. You know, sometimes it's the valley that makes us refocus and redirect our life and get our priorities right again. My son and I were just talking about a particular person that we both know. And I said, unfortunately, probably the next time you'll see him in church is after he has a medical emergency. When he has a medical emergency, he will be back. I'm sorry, but I have to tell you that valleys have a way of making us cry out to God. Now, if we can serve God during the good times, we'll have less bad times, okay? Come on now. He loves me too much to let me go to hell. <laughs> Woo. But Elijah heard the voice of God and got direction for his life while he was in the valley. Remember what I'm telling you. If you're in the valley phase, it's a phase. If you're in the valley phase, know that God is going to make something good come out of that valley that you're walking through. Something awesome is, I'm not just bringing you something I thought this would make you feel good. I feel like I, in prayer, God spoke to me and said, tell them I'm going to make something good come out of that valley. Somewhere along the journey, sometimes people stop and they build a community in the valley. They build their home in the valley. Some folks somewhere along the journey stop looking up. And they stop expecting God to move for them anymore. And they give up on the miraculous. Not realizing that the valley they're in is at the border of their greatest blessing. If they just look up, they'd see this great opportunity right in front of them. But because their head is down, they don't see anything but dirt. It's true. They were in the valley. But what they didn't know was they were right where the mountain of blessing begins. And they couldn't see the mountain of blessing at the valley's edge. So they set up camp. And they built their home. And they settled for less than what God had intended. I remember several years ago, a discouraged minister once dreamed that he was standing on the top of a great granite rock and he was trying to break it with a pickaxe. Hour after hour in his dream, he worked on with no result. At last he said, it's useless. I'm going to stop. He said suddenly in his dream, a man stood before him and asked, 
were you allotted this task? And if so, why are you going to abandon it? The preacher in his dream said, my work is in vain. I, I can't make any impression on this granite. Then the stranger said, that's nothing to you. Your duty is to pick whether the rock yields or not. The work is yours. The results are in other hands. Work on. And in his dream, the minister saw himself setting out anew on his labor, and, and at, his, at his very first blow, the rock flew into a, a hundred pieces. Walk through the valley. Don't sit down and stop. Don't build your house in the valley. Everybody's got to go through it, but nobody has to stay there. God intends the valley to be the, the starting place. You know, I, I've noticed this. Hear me now. Before every great victory, there's always going to be a valley that precedes it. And the, the depth of the valley sometimes is an indicator of the greatness of the blessing to follow. God intends your valley to be the starting place where you embark on, on to your mountain of blessing. See, I look at the valley as a base camp where the mission begins. We don't stay at the bottom of the mountain. We just prepare to climb the mountain. We have to learn the lessons we need to learn in the valley. There, there are some things we have to learn in the valley before God can take us up the mountain. If God took you up the mountain before you learned the lessons of the valley, you would not survive the mountain. More people lose out because of success than because of failure. Read the twisted stories of the people uh, who have won the mega bucks. And I'm thinking of one in particular that died. And he said before he died, I wish I had never turned that ticket in. He couldn't handle the success that it brought. His daughter died a drug overdose because of the money he was giving her. Nothing was working well for him. I, I'm here to tell you that God has lessons that we have to learn in the valley. Don't curse the valley. Learn the lessons of the valley and keep walking. See, here's some of the lessons, and I mentioned this. In the valley, we learn what really matters. We're so easily distracted. But in the valley, medical situation, financial situation, family situation, we learn to refocus on what really matters again. In the valley, we learn to trust our shepherd. I can't tell you how important it is that you trust your guide. He knows what he's doing. He's experienced. He knows everything. He knows the ins and outs. He knows the future, the present, and the past. And he's going to take care of you. Trust your guide. Your guide is Jesus. Hallelujah. Sometimes in the valley, God purposefully puts us through something that we cannot understand. 
He's making us to learn while we're still in the valley how to walk by faith so that when we get on the mountain trail, we're not going to fall over the precipice. So he purposefully allows things to happen in the valley that you can't make any sense out of. And you have to decide, am I going to trust God or am I going to abandon my faith because this is not making sense? Is God really the healer or not? Why isn't God healing me right now? God allows things to happen that do not make sense to us. And in the valley, we learn to trust our guide. Are you listening? In the valley, one of the lessons of the valley is to learn to love and value your brother and sister. On the mountain, climbing the mountain will be a team experience. You will be connected with a rope to the rest of the party. You have to learn to value and to trust your brother and your sister while you're still in the valley because you won't make it on the mountain if you haven't learned that lesson. And so one of the valley lessons is requires us to, to learn to love and to trust one another. No room for selfishness on the mountain. Something else I need to tell you. Loners die on the mountain. You've got to learn to work together as a team. Everybody listening? Praise God. The valley really is a place of basic training. We're learning stuff that we have to know when we're on the mountain. And so the valley is a place of of basic training. When the lesson is learned, we are ready to advance. In the valley, we learn to work together with our Lord and with each other. And remember what I'm telling you, the valley always comes just before the peaks of the mountain blessing. If you're going through a trial that you don't understand, that's a valley. If you'll keep walking, you'll come through it. And if you'll learn the lessons of the valley, you'll be able to climb the mountain to one of the greatest blessings you've ever experienced up to this point. There's fulfillment of dreams. There's fulfillment of desire. There is beautiful things in the Holy Spirit of God. All this stuff is waiting, but God is patiently allowing us to learn the lesson of the valley. Somebody say, praise God. And so in the valley, God gives us spiritual enlightenment. The psalmist taught us that in the green pasture of the valley, he said these words, he restoreth my soul. It's in in the green pasture of the valley that, that God restores our soul. Romans chapter 8, verse 28, which Brother Pat just put it up for us. We'll go ahead and use that one now. We, and we know. Everybody said, we know. we know. That all things, all things, all things work together for good to them that love God. How many of you love God? Amen. All things work together for them that love God to them who are the called. Now you are the called. According to his purpose. 
His design. So the message today is walk through the valley. I need to tell you that when you're in the valley, it seems endless. It seems like the valley is never going to stop. I mean, my God, how long does this valley go? But the truth is, is that all valleys have an end. It's not endless. It will come to its proper conclusion if you will just look up, let God allow you, help you to learn the lesson of the valley. Some people put themselves into an endless valley because they refuse to learn the lesson. They got a little streak of stubbornness going right down their backbone. And they're saying, ain't going to happen. God says, okay, keep walking in the valley. I mean, the children of Israel walked for 40 years in the valley. God, God have mercy. I don't want that for me. How about you? So I just simply pray, Lord, whatever it is you're trying to tell me, Help me to, to know what you're trying to tell me and to learn it quickly. Because I don't want to spend the rest of my time in a valley. Somebody say, praise God. You've got to keep walking. Keep right on walking. Walking in the light of the Lord. You'll get to heaven someday if you walk the right way. Keep walking in the light of the Lord. That's an old, old song, but it's still true. Keep walking. You know what I've learned? And sometimes we have to relearn things. I've learned that no one is defeated until he gives up. If you're not willing to give up, you're not defeated. I still smile when I think about the ad that was put in the uh, Flint, Michigan paper. It says, quote, barbershop quartet forming need bass, baritone, and tenor. <laughs> and that, that's, that's somebody that's looking up. Never give up or let up. Sometimes letting up is almost as bad as giving up. Don't give up. Don't let up. Don't back up. Keep walking. Keep walking. When things go wrong, as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high and you want to smile, but you have to sigh, when care is pressing you down a bit, Rest if you must, but don't you quit. Life is queer with its twists and turns, and as every one of us sometimes learns, and many a failure turns about when he might have won had he stuck it out. Don't give up, though the pace seems slow. You may succeed with another blow. Success is failure turned inside out, the silver tint of the clouds of doubt, and you never know how close you are. It may be near when it seems so far. So stick to the fight when your hardest hit. It's when things seem worse that you must not quit. Keep walking. I was reading the other day in my Bible about King Benadad of Syria. And he marched against Samaria, the Israeli capital, with 32 allied nations 
And this was in the day when the most bodies won. He has 32 nations and their hordes of chariots and horses. And he sends a message to the city of Samaria, the capital of Israel, said something like, your silver, your gold are mine, as are your prettiest wives and the best of your children, all mine. And the enemy was terrorizing the people of God. You're going to lose this. You're going to lose that. You're going to lose your family. You're going to lose your wealth. You're going to lose everything. I'm going to destroy you. This is what the enemy king was saying. And he comes out with 32 nations helping him. The army is endless. And so the message came the Samaria. And God gave the people victory. And the entire Syrian army panicked and fled. The Israelis ch chased them, but, but King Benadad of Syria and a few others escaped on horses. Most of the Syrian army was killed in a great slaughter. And then the king of Syria goes, sometimes you can't fix stupid. Okay. The king of, of, of Syria is just stupid. Watch what he says. And the servants of the king of Syria said unto him, this was after they had been defeated, their gods are gods of the hills. Therefore, that's why, they were stronger than we. <laughs> but let us fight against them in the plain. And surely we shall be stronger than they. Well, God heard the, the evil king say this. And, and here's what God says. I'm skipping down to verse 28. And there came a man of God and spake unto the king of Israel and said, Thus saith the Lord. Don't you love that? I love to hear, Thus saith the Lord. Because the Syrians have said, the Lord is God of the hills, but he is not God of the valleys. Therefore, will I deliver all this great multitude into thine hand, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So the Syrians gather a big force of armies again. In the next battle, they made sure to fight in the valley. For they said, their God is the God of the hills. Well, I'm not going to tell you the whole thing. I'll just give you the result. The Israelis killed 100,000 Syrian infantrymen in the first day of the battle in the valley. And the rest of the enemy fled and hid. I think it's time for us to understand that our God is a God of the mountains and valleys. He can do anything when you're going through a, a low place as well as he can do when you're going through a great time. When you can't feel it, he's still working. When you can't see him, he's still working. When, when everything's not going the way you want it to go, he's still working. Don't throw in the towel because you're in the valley. Just keep walking. If you'll keep walking, you'll come out of that valley, sure enough. Come on, preach it. That's right. come on. 
No valley is eternal. You're going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but you're not supposed to build your house there. Somebody say amen. amen. And so I return to my text in the Word of God. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Somebody want to just give God a praise right now. Just give God a praise. Just give God a praise. Just give God a praise. Hallelujah. 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 You don't have to be on the mountain to praise God. You can be in the valley and praise God. You can be in the mountain or the valley. Just give God a praise. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I worship you, God. Ooh, hallelujah. He was a strong man facing an enemy beyond his strength. See, his young wife had become gravely ill and then suddenly passed away, leaving the big man alone with a wide-eyed, flaxen-haired girl who was not quite five years of age. The service in the village chapel was simple and yet heavy, with grief, and after the burial at the small cemetery, the man's neighbors gathered around him. They said things like, please bring your little girl and stay with us for several days. They said things like, you shouldn't go back home just yet. Brokenhearted though he was, the man answered, thanks. Thank you, friends, for the kind offer but we need to go back home where she was. My baby and I must face this. So they returned the big man and his little girl to what now seemed an empty, lifeless house. The man brought his daughter's little bed into his room so they could face the first dark night together. As the minutes slipped by that night, the young girl was having a dreadful time trying to sleep, and, and so was her daddy. What could pierce a man's heart deeper than a child sobbing for a mother who would never come back? Long into the night, the little one continued to weep. The big man reached down into her bed and tried to comfort her as best as he could. And after a while, the little girl managed to stop crying, but although she was only five, she she stopped crying out of concern for her dad. And so she stifled her sobs, thinking his daughter was asleep now. Dad looked up and said brokenly into the darkness, I trust you, Father, but it's as dark as midnight. Hearing her dad's prayer, the little girl began to cry again. I thought you were asleep, baby, he said. Papa, I did try. I was sorry for you. 
I did try, but I couldn't go to sleep. Papa, did you ever know it to be so dark? My Papa, I can't even see you. It's so dark. Then through her tears, the little girl whispered, but you love me even if it's dark, don't you, Papa? For an answer, the big man reached across with his massive hands, lifted his little girl out of her bed, brought her over onto his chest and held her until at last she fell asleep. And when she was finally quiet, he began to pray. He took his little daughter's cry to him and he passed it on to God. And he said, Father, it's dark as midnight. I can't see you at all. But you love me even when it's dark, and I can't see you, don't you? From the darkest hours, the Lord touched him and gave him new strength, gave him the courage to carry on. He knew that God went on loving him even in the dark. I'm thankful that we serve a God that doesn't walk away from us when we're going through a valley. And like the fabled picture of the steps in the sand, and there's only one set of prints, I know at that point those prints are his. And that he's carrying me. Whatever you may be going through today, I want you to know that if you'll just keep walking, just keep walking, keep your faith in God. And when I, when I started walking across there, I saw an elder that I loved so much, one of my mentors, W.C. Parkey. He would walk up to the platform, and all of us young guys would try to mimic how he walked. And he would walk up to the platform and, and deliver a word from the Lord. you got to keep walking. Somebody lift your voice right now. Lift your praises to God. And let's begin to worship the Lord because God is the God of the mountains and he's God of the valleys and your valley is about to come to a mountain that's going to carry you higher than you've ever been before. Come on, somebody, begin to praise the Lord. I'm not asking if you feel it. I'm just asking you to praise God. If you're on the mountain, well, praise God. If you're in the valley, well, praise God. If there's a medical situation that's staring you in the face, start praising God. That valley is going to come to an end. And, and God's got a mountain of victory. God's got a mountain of blessing. Come on, God's going to touch you and, and touch your children and, and touch your situation. Somebody perhaps should just rise to their feet and right now and just say, God, I believe you love me when I'm in the valley. I know you love me when I'm on the mountain, but God, I know you also love me in the valley and I'm going to keep walking. I'm not stopping in this valley. I'm going to walk through this valley. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This valley's taking me to a mountain of blessing. Praise God. I'm not giving up. I'm not going to flinch. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to lay down. I'm not giving up. I'm not going to retreat. In the name of Jesus, I'm going forward. I may not be able to feel like I want to when I'm in the valley, but I'm still going to praise you anyhow. You've already done so much for me. If you never did anything more, you've already done so much for me. I'll praise you forever. Hallelujah. I'm going to worship God. 
Come on, somebody, in the name of Jesus, begin to praise God until the Spirit touches you, until the Holy Ghost refreshes you, until you feel a healing in your body. Just start praising God in the name of Jesus. Lord, you never started anything you couldn't finish. Lord, you never started anything that you couldn't finish. Lord, you began a good work in me, and you're going to complete that work. You're going to continue that work. You're going to perform that work until the day of Jesus Christ. Somebody that's facing a medical issue, lift your voice right now and begin to praise God. Begin to praise Him at the top of your lungs. Oh, take that devil. I want to praise God anyhow. Hallelujah. You may be worshiping online. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. You may be worshiping online this morning. Whatever you're facing, just begin to wave your hands toward the Lord. God sees it and begin to praise Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're facing a financial mountain or a financial valley that you're in, I want you to begin to praise God and begin to say, God, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. If you've been walking through the valley and the the heaviness and depression of the valley has been upon your heart, in the name of Jesus, shrug it off right now. Shrug it off. Hallelujah. 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 I started this race, and by the help of God, I'm going to finish it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is teaching us some lessons in the valley, and as soon as we got them learned, we're ready for the next big blessing. Hallelujah. Yea, though I walk through the valley. I'm going to walk through this valley. I'm going to keep walking. Hallelujah. I just feel the Holy Ghost right now. I'm I'm stopping here for a moment because I feel the Holy Ghost. God wants us to respond this morning. God wants you to respond. God wants you to say, yes, Lord. I hear you loud and clear, Roger. I hear you. In the name of Jesus, I hear you. I'm going to worship you. Hallelujah. I'm going to praise you anyhow. Let God be glorified right now in the hearts of the people who are in the valley. Go ahead and begin to praise God while you're in the valley because this valley's coming to an end and we're heading toward a mountain of blessing. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Is there anybody today that feels led of God to claim one particular thing right now that you need for God to do in your life? I want you to think about it. One particular thing, at least one thing that you want God to do. Once you rise to your feet, this is very important today. It's very important. I'm not taking this sitting down. I'm not just going to keep on and just endure this forever. This mountain, this valley is coming to an end and I'm coming to the mountain. Now, is there something you want to claim right now? If you don't, that's okay. You don't have to please me. You can be seated. But if you have something you want to claim right now, I want you to lift your hands and I want you just to get so radical in your praise and your worship for God. I want you to bust out of anything that the enemy's trying to hold you back with. In the name of Jesus, go ahead and claim it right now. You claim it. Say, Lord, I claim. And you claim that which you believe God for right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 
Praise God. Praise God. Here we are, Lord. We're believing you. We're walking, oh God. We're praising you, Lord. I claim victory right now for the health of these people. I claim victory right now, Lord, for the spiritual lives of these people and their loved ones, our loved ones. I claim in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Satan is a liar in Jesus' name. I claim longevity of life for these precious people. In the name of Jesus, I claim quality of life for these people. In the name of Jesus, come on somebody, we're going to give God a real praise, aren't we? Hallelujah. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear not. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. But Brother Stoops, this valley's been going on for a while. I understand. But today in the name of Jesus, we claim victory over this valley. We claim victory in the valley. And we claim victory over the valley. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Let strength come to these people. Let strength come to these people, O God. Let strength come to these people, O God. Let the word of the Lord come to these people, O God. Every troubling spirit we bind in the name of Jesus. Every troubling spirit, O God, we bind in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of infirmity we bind in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, we lose faith. Let faith be loosed into our hearts right now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen for by it the elders obtained a good report in the name of Jesus Lord we believe you now receive ye the Holy Ghost hallelujah from the back to the front and online somebody online receive the gift of the Holy Ghost right now in your living room in the name of Jesus receive ye the Holy Ghost oh God we're going to walk through this valley hallelujah Maybe somebody needs to get out of their seat today and walk around this building or run around this building and say, I'm walking through this valley. I'm not staying here. I'm walking through the valley. I'm not staying in that low place. Hallelujah. Yea, though I walk through the valley, I'm walking through it. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. You know who you are. You may not feel anything. That's all right. Just take a step of faith. In the name of Jesus, take a step of faith and say, God, I'm walking through this valley. Whatever's been trying to discourage you, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Whatever's been trying to distract you, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Whatever's been trying to put you down, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Give God a real big, 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 whole big praise. I love you, Jesus. You're worthy. I'll never forget many years ago in this church, a man had gone to the hospital, and in the hospital he was diagnosed with a bleeding ulcer, and he was losing blood. Pastor went and prayed for him. There was no evidence of anything that happened. Shortly after that, one of the good brothers came to visit the man and said, I'm sorry, I, I hear you have a bleeding ulcer. He said, I don't have a bleeding ulcer. Right. Amen. He said, now wait a minute. There's blood coming on this tube right now. He said, I don't have a bleeding ulcer. Well, look right there. He said, I don't have to look at that. Pastor just prayed for me. I'm healed. Yeah. 
You see, the evidence of your healing is not the lack of symptoms. The evidence of your healing. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. It's your faith that's the evidence. Oh, my God. It's your faith that's the evidence of your healing. It's not the symptoms or the lack thereof. It's faith in God. Somebody say, I believe you, God. And I feel the healer in the house right now. Devil's trying to tell you the symptoms haven't gone, so you're not healed. You need to tell the devil where to go. Just tell him, go to hell, devil. Jesus Christ has healed me. I claim it. For he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Not might be healed. We are healed. Come on. Somebody claim that promise. The devil says your kids are not going to make it. You tell him you're a liar. You're going to hell, but they're not. Is there a mama in Israel right now that wants to rise to your feet and clench your fist and raise it up right now and say, my children are going to be saved. I claim it in the name of Jesus. Come on. Come on. They're all, every mother ought to be on their feet right now, raising your fist and saying, my kids are going to be saved. Satan, you are a liar. Hallelujah. I'm going to praise the Lord one more time. Come on, let's praise Him. I worship you, Jesus. Those of you who are someplace sick and not able to be in the house of God, I claim your healing right now in the name of Jesus. Brother Dan West, I claim your healing in the name of Jesus Christ. Sister Barbara, I claim your healing. In the name of Jesus. Gordon Winslow, we claim your healing in the name of Jesus. Nothing too hard for God. Cameron Price, we claim your healing in the name of Jesus. Mike Cox, we claim your healing in the name of Jesus. There's nothing too hard for God. Anybody been feeling a little financial pinch? Why don't you just raise your hand right now and say, God, I claim the blessings on my finances in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God, I claim it in Jesus' name. We're not just pushovers. The devil's going to push our face in the mud and we're just going to live in the valley. No, sir. We claim our victories.